Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I hate that song. Greetings. Welcome inside Hour 2 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you can save a bundle. All you have to do is call 1-888-FARMERS. That's 1-888-FARMERS. Get a quote today. We are farmers. All right, so... Of all the things that seem crazy today, J.J. Watt rumored to be getting an offer of $16 million for next year, right? Russell Wilson could be traded. Deshaun Watson draws a line in the sand and says, that's it, I'm out. 
or the Knicks scoring 140 points? What is the most <laughs> unlikely headline of the day, Mike Harmon, if you had to pick between all of them? Well, you know you want, you want to just talk about the Knicks, so let's just get it over. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, the Knicks' previous high in a game this year was 67. So to score 140 is a really big deal for them. Yeah, no, it's a monumental task, a, a giant effort as we get towards the end of the first half of the season. So they're just good enough that they won't be uh, sellers. So that's got to excite you to think I'll that tell you, man. maybe they look at maybe acquiring another body to make a run and at least solidify a playoff berth. That'd be beautiful. You know, it would be. I, I look at the trade situation with the NBA like this. We'll get into Deshaun Watson in a second. Is that there are really – look, there's always three kinds of teams, right? There's the teams that are looking, that are at the top of the conference, that want to make trades. There's the teams in the middle that are unsure what to do, and they're the teams at the bottom that are the sellers, right? That, that's kind of what you have. In this year in the NBA, everybody is mediocre, Okay, just just a, just case in point for the Knicks tonight, right? They win tonight. They were in 10th place tonight, coming into tonight. They win, and they're in 6th now. I mean, that's how close mm-hmm. together everybody is at 15 and 15, 16 and 17. It's like that in the Western Conference, too. So you are going to see, I, I believe, looking at this, you're going to see the top teams in each conference. Right? You're going to see the Jets, the Clippers, and the Lakers all look to make that big move to separate them because clearly they're the championship teams. You'll see the Sixers try to make that move too, the Nets and the Bucks in the East, right? The Bucks still think, hey, our window is open. So those six teams are definitively going to be buying. All those teams in the middle that, that, are, that are four through 12 in each conference, they're just going to sit back and do nothing. Because it, why are we trading something to get something when we could make the playoffs, we could not make the playoffs, we could finish fourth, we could finish tenth. So uh, it, it's really going to be those six teams buying, and it's going to be the you know the bottom feeders. It's going to be the, those are the ones that are going to sell. I, I, when we look at this trade deadline, I, I I look at what's going to be not quite underwhelming, but you'll see a couple of big names move uh, move to the top of the East and the top of the West. But the rest, it's hard, man. If you're the Knicks, are you are you, you're not going to trade Julius Randle, right? You say okay, we might be able to keep him. Are you going to go crazy trading for somebody if you got to trade for a lot? Oh, you know, probably not. We'll look in the buyout market and see if there's somebody there that we want. But are we going to give up assets? We're going to give up young players. We're going to trade Kevin Knox, or and, and I think you're going to see a lot of teams feeling the same way because hey, we're 500. We could be in the playoffs. We could not. This is one of those years where it's probably right to not do anything. So that that's kind of how I look at how the the trade deadline is going to come in the NBA. Oh, see, I think for the Eastern Conference, there's potential for chaos because you have, as we, we look at the separation, the, the Nets, I, I think we, we would agree, if all things click, are the, are the best team in, in the conference, right? Philadelphia is there, and they've been fantastic, and we keep waiting on Milwaukee to become – well, the Milwaukee it's been, because otherwise the clock starts on the where does Giannis go uh, eventually <laughs> if he doesn't want to stay in Milwaukee for a lifetime. I mean, you know, just because you have to put that up because it's good theater. I mean, Indiana is sitting at 15 and 15. They're fourth, right? So it's Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee sitting at 19 and 13, currently battling with the Pelicans. Zion Williamson had 24 at the half. 
uh, for the Pelicans. Watching that guy play is is a, is a lot of fun. It's too bad that as a team they 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 can't find a, a win uh, to save their souls uh, most night. Sitting at fourteen and seventeen uh, coming into this game, but for the Eastern Conference, if you think that there's an implosion potential there for Kyrie Irving, James Harden and company, why wouldn't you go take a run at him? If you're in that four to eight range, you know, not to to sell the farm, right, and and give up four or five years of future, but between the buyout market and just see who can shake free in in trade negotiations, everybody's got a few contracts they're not really loving the life of. So I I don't know. I I think I'd be more a buyer, the eastern side. On the the west, no, I'm not there. As soon as Anthony Davis comes back uh, between the the Lakers, Jazz, and Clippers, I I, I think I'm good. I don't think I need to fight on that side of the bracket. (laughs) Uh, And just uh, speaking of how big a win this was for the tonight right with, with 140 points right Emmanuel quickly plays 20 minutes he scores 25 I mean this guy is fantastic he should be the all forget Julius Randle that's five minutes you. ago man quickly Julius Randle's be been fantastic they were eh, chanting MVP for bleeping I know that was nice wasn't it chanting MVP <laughs> Julius I thought Randle. it was a great video because he was looking around like really yeah uh the Knicks scoring 140 points tonight because of this output they are no longer the worst offensive team in the NBA. They are now the second worst offensive team in the NBA. Yay. The Wizards, I'm sorry, the Cavaliers are the worst and the Knicks are one-tenth of a point from overtaking the Orlando Magic as to maybe only Look being the third worst offensive team in the NBA. It's wouldn't Tom Thibodeau, we're doing nothing but breaking rules and, and hitting new heights, man. I'll tell you what, from the bottom, we're going up. Look, this is awesome. This is an awesome, awesome season, man. I'll tell you what. What what do you think he feels like when they score 140 points? Because it breaks from the formula. I mean, it breaks from everything yeah. that Tom Thibodeau has built as a as a reputation. So th- is this embracing change or the fact that he really doesn't have any control? Well, I think he's happy that when the Knicks get to 50 is when they give uh, tacos to their to their fans. Like that that's oh, where the bar good. is set. Yeah. When you get to fifty points, that's when tacos go out. So as long as they get to fifty every game, I think everybody's gonna wind up being happy. It's it, fifty is the new hundred for the Knicks. That's what it is. Uh so I like that. Fifty is the new one hundred. Fifty Keep is the new one hundred for yourself tacos. too, buddy. <laughs> tacos for tacos everybody. Even and celebratory measures. Even you, Adam Gase. Even you. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Call one triple eight Farmers to switch. You can save a bundle on your auto insurance. All right. So if anybody still thinks, and there's a lot of people out there, which I don't get, that the Texans are not going to wind up trading Deshaun Watson. Well, this, all you need is what I'm going to tell you in the next couple of minutes. Right? Deshaun Watson met with new head coach David Culley. Right, they met on Friday, and according to sources, he told David Culley he has no intention of suiting up for the team again. He is done. Right, he's had very little to no contact with the team since the season ended. Uh, this is the first conversation between Deshaun Watson and David Culley. Even though the two get along well, you know they got along well uh, at the Senior Bowl, uh, you know, recently. And so, you know, hey, he's a guy that hey, we kind of like. But Deshaun Watson has said. Nothing has changed. My mind has not changed. I want out. Now, he has not had the press conference I'm done like Russell Wilson has had, like James Harden has had. Uh, But still, he has now, this is the fourth time he has basically said, I am done. 
He has put the message out on social media. I don't like how I'm treated. He has told the team he wants a trade. He reiterated to them that he wants a trade. Now he has told David Culley, I'm not suiting up for the team again. Now it's not public because he still wants to be a good guy coming out of this. And and really the lesson we've learned is that you kind of have to go nuclear if you really, really want to push your way out. So this is why, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson is still at the point where, well, maybe the Texans are saying we could draw, we have no intention of trading him. Okay, just stop for a second. All right. You can tell me all you want. We're not trading. We're not trading him. This is all you need to know about why Deshaun Watson's going to be traded. After what he has said, after all of this that's gone on, do you really think he's going to say, no, I'm coming back to the team? After all of this that's happened, after four times telling the team, I don't trust you, I want out. Nobody trusts Jack Easterby. Nobody trusts Casario. David Culley's a the guy they got hired. It's what, what, what are we doing? After all of this that's happened, can he really sit back and say, okay, yeah, didn't work. Power play didn't work. I'll show up. I'll be there. There's no way that's happening. An athlete doesn't go down this road unless this is where he's going to end up. Right? It's too much has gone by to say, I'm going back. Look, Aaron Rodgers hasn't done anything that's precluded him from returning to the Packers if he really wants to. Right? That, that, that's where, you know, okay, this is why that situation is still a big, beautiful mystery. Russell Wilson has gone down the road to say, I want out. And so is Deshaun Watson. I want out. There's no way he can go back after the message he has said to them. Right? Some, some athlete, whether it's pride, whether it's anything else, but you can't give them this message and then go back because you have lost bargaining power forever. Right? If you say all of this and then you say, Dan, all right, I'll show up, the team is never going to listen to you again. They're never going to listen to anything you have to say. They won't take anything into effect and into, into context, what you want to tell them about advice, where you think they should go with the offense, where you think they should hire coaches. They will do none of this. They will say, well, he barked and barked and barked, and he still showed up to play. So there's no way he's going to suit up for the team again. And eventually, and this is what we've been saying, the Texans can say we're not going to trade him, but when he says I'm going to sit out until you trade me and you're never going to see me again, eventually the Texans are going to trade him. And the sooner they realize that, they'll get a better draft haul for him, they'll get a better trade for him, and they'll be able to move on and revamp their team for their new owner, their new GM, their new coach, new everything as they start over in Houston. But that's how it's going to end. Deshaun Watson's not going to come back into the Houston Texans. Yeah, as we sit here, I mean, you got eight guys in the National Football League that have no trade clauses, and we're talking about two of them tonight, between Russell Wilson uh, and Deshaun Watson. Uh, recently brokered, obviously, his when he signed his deal in September, uh, and, and a stroke of uh, a masterstroke, uh, as it were. Uh, you know, this is something uh, LeVar Arrington brought up on our Sunday show here on Fox Sports Radio, just saying, well, what if, what if he played the room, saying, well, I get all I want, and I get my giant signing bonus, and then if I don't like it, I can still flex. Right. And with all the stories that have come out about Easter Bee, we joked about being banned from restaurants. Right. The uh, people putting signs on the table saying reserved for anyone but Jack Easterby. Uh, the, the <laughs> fact that he's done a lot of good things in Houston. Deshaun Watson is not going to risk blowing up the relationship with the fan base. Right. They're on his side. Russell Wilson. Might be a little bit different, even with a Super Bowl title in in the the past. Just the it's all about you know how you go about it 
and getting your messaging out. It seems like many are upset. And, well, right, rightfully so, right? The, the battle between he and Pete Carroll are on, and fans, they, they want their, their quarterbacks to stay, and they want all those ill things to be resolved without coming to light. Uh, but clearly that hasn't worked between the appearance on the Dan Patrick show and, and some of the other comments when asked about Schottenheimer getting fired, etc. You've had that battle starting to brew with the, the Texans while we haven't had the, the full on, let me uh, get in front of the microphones and, and do the, the full Klieg light thing of, all right, here's my, my list of grievances. We've, we've gotten enough of them. We piece them all together. And you're, you're really, for the Texans, at some point you just have to acquiesce and get the best deal you can. Because once the Marigo round starts and all of these quarterback positions start to get filled, not to say they wouldn't still displace somebody else uh, as quickly as they could. You wouldn't have the assets necessarily, though, to then go get Deshaun Watson. So they they need to act before some of these are filled, and then you have to take the desperation mode. Oh, and by the way, he gets to reject some of those Mm would-be suitors for the trades. That's where you've pigeonholed yourself. It's one thing to have traded away like Trader Bill O'Brien did uh, all sorts of assets to hamstring yourself going forward, right? Making a push, thinking you'd get over the top, and then you didn't. Part of it because, well, J.J. Watt couldn't stay healthy in the second half of years when you were winning the division. Sorry, I have to call it what it is. <laughs> uh, but now you're, you're in the, the spot that you, you not only do you have to trade Deshaun Watson, he gets to decide where he goes. Like you, you've really ham-handed this one in so many ways, and you got played. You got got, and now's the time to recognize, all right, well, how do we make the best of a bad situation and move forward? You got got. You got got. You got got. Oh, exactly. look, they get straight they get out of entourage. <laughs> you got got. You got got. You got got. Eventually, the Texans are going to realize it. But when you got rookies running it at every level, it's going to take them a little bit of time. But Deshaun, there's no way he can go back. It's like Jack Jack Reacher, never go back. Deshaun Watson, never go back. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. It's better than using your phone to see if your post got any likes again. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker Fire Insurance, Exchanges, or Affiliate. Products not available in every state. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I'm an ass, man. Live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Call Farmers for a quote today. Highest scoring team in the NBA tonight. 
The New York Knicks with 140 points. Yay. More points than the <laughs> Nets. The Nets, the Nets stink. So the Knicks are better than the Nets. Memphis scored 122. Pff, that's nothing. The Knicks score 140 points. Take so that with scoring, data. Lowest scoring day. <laughs> Look at David Fisdale. Wow. AT. That's the first time you pulled that one out in like years. I think it's worthy now. <laughs> wow. You've been, that was pretty like, good. It's like he has this 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 uh, array where he can just go, what haven't we used? Oh, David Fisdale. Yes, this is going to work. For all Bang. you know, I do. It's always <laughs> It's always good to have that in your pocket. Here's a great stat for you, though, when you're talking about high scores of the night. Hmm. Uh, a stat I just saw run on Twitter. New Orleans and Milwaukee, 225 left in the third, 98-94 Pelicans lead. Milwaukee, a nine-point favorite in this game. Jason, the over-under, 242-and-a-half. All right, there's our number that we're, we're tracking. In the last 26 games, the over is hit. When the Pelicans have been involved, twenty-two, three, and one. Wow, wow, that is a, wow. That is a, people could get rich with that, or they could lose a lot of money. Because I mean, that's no, that's crazy. That's crazy consistency. Ooh, and you man. see, it's just opening up time and time again. We're already at one ninety-six, and we have a full quarter plus to go. Oh wow! I'll tell you what. Can you imagine if you're somebody that said, "Okay, I'm going to bet the over on the Pelicans." And then you win, you say, let it ride. And then you do that every single game, and you do it 20 games in a row. Can you imagine the money you yeah. would have? I could buy the Knicks. I could just say, Look at everything you. is you great. You could be Dolan, that guy. Gone. But then again, eventually I get to a point where I would go, do I really want to let it ride? Or do, you know, this is a lot of no. money now. I mean, well, that's it, the do thing, I really want to let it ride? Do I really want to do no, it? Once it gets to life, quote unquote, life-changing money, you have to say, I'm out. Yeah, like that's that, true. That's just that's the true. way it works, right? That it's would one be thing if it's, money. all right, this would pay off all right, one of my student loans. This would pay off my car. I mean, th- those are changes, but mm-hmm. do they really accelerate your life to a huge point other than the satisfaction of paying off one of those debts? Eh, it depends how large that amount was, right? If you bought a Lambo or something, then yeah. But if we're talking about your, your average car, then no. Uh, you, you might let it ride one more time. But then when mm. it says, hey, I could pay off my mortgage, I can leave the state that I'm in that I don't like, or whatever the case is, I could leave my job I don't like. <laughs> Whoever you may be out there listening, we love you all. Then, obviously, it becomes a much bigger consideration, and you have to say, hey, cash me out. Get your applause and run to the cage as fast as you can. But here's the thing. If I started with $100, right? I mean, I don't know where I'm at, but I have, I'd have to be at enough money where I could buy the Knicks. Maybe not the Knicks and MSG, but I could buy the Knicks. I got to be there, or, or at least the Jets. Oh, I could buy the Jets twice with that money. That, that's fine. I could buy. The, I'd be on the Jets and maybe be on my way to the Knicks if I wanted to keep letting it ride. Yeah, oh, no, it's, it's, it is the the dilemma. Or you could buy a minor league baseball team mm. and bring in all the stuff Bill Vec used to do. Yeah, that's a good point. Hang on, hey Pam, you got a hundred dollars? Get get, get a hundred dollars out of emergency cash. I'm going to go to Vegas after the show. She's looking at me like I got nine heads. What? What are you talking about? Uh, so Don't this forget is to the... pick me up if you're going. I'll sit in the back and I won't say a word. <laughs> we'll be like you and I will be in swingers. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Vegas. And then after five hours. Mikey, you're Vegas. so money. 
Vegas. Ve- yes, Vegas. That's right. Vegas, baby. Hey, Vegas. As, lo- as long as there's no accident on the 15, <laughs> you're rolling. But if there is, then you want to kill the person you're with or the yeah. people that you're with by the time you actually see the glitz and glamour of Las Vegas. Hey, uh, we're almost in Barstow, man. We're halfway. We're in <laughs> Barstow. This is going to be great. Uh, but... The Russell Wilson story today clearly has taken over because of all the information that has flowed to us about the deep chasm that exists between Wilson and the Seahawks. An athletic article today uh, illustrated just how bad things are between Wilson and the Seahawks. Things were so bad at one point last season uh, going into a after they had lost a couple of games in a row, Russell Wilson had some ideas how to make the team better, how to make the offense better, and the coaches listened to what he had to say and didn't implement any of them. It got so bad that he stormed out of a meeting after he found out they didn't listen to him at all as to what should be done with the team to help the offense. This is part of the the rift that exists and how deep this divide is. Wilson went on at the Super Bowl to be texting friends. He was upset that, look, I get hit all the time and Tom Brady doesn't get hit at all. Part of that is Tom Brady throws the football less than three seconds after he gets it. You hold on to it for like 10 days. So, yeah, you're going to get hit a little bit more than Tom Brady does. Brady is just three, five steps and the ball's gone. Russell Wilson is three, five steps. Then then I'm going to go here. Then I'm going to run here. Then I'm going to go around here. Then I'm going to go here. Yeah, you're going to get hit if that's the case. But how upset Russell Wilson is, we have now seen many occasions. He's going to be traded. He wants out. Last week, the Seahawks said, look, we're not looking to trade Russell Wilson, but three first-round picks is what it would take for Russell Wilson. Today, Russell Wilson said, listen, I love Seattle here, but... Hey, here's four teams I would go to uh, that you could trade me to that Adam Schefter put out earlier today. And the Athletic had an additional couple of teams as well that weren't on this four-team list. But, you know, Schefter came out with it. Here's a list of teams that Russell Wilson would be traded, could be okay traded to. So you know this is happening, right? Just just understand that Russell Wilson's going to be dealt. He wants out, and the Seahawks don't want him. They're more than okay with trading him because there have been no – reaching out of an olive branch no we want to keep russell wilson there's been none of that so you know the seahawks are okay with trading him they want to change the offense anyway they want to run the ball more the two teams i get that russell wilson wants to go to we'll do the two teams i get first i get the cowboys and i get the saints right i completely get the cowboys because what russell wilson wants is what tom brady has in tampa bay right he's seen now where quarterbacks we watch peyton manning do it now we've watched uh, Tom Brady do it, where they've gone to new teams. New teams have blown up everything they've had, and they've built around these quarterbacks. And the Broncos went to two Super Bowls and won one, and Tampa in one year is a Super Bowl champion. Russell Wilson wants that. And you know, Jerry Jones, as much as he loves Dak Prescott, he, if oh, but I, I'll be the one to make this trade. So Dak is going to go uh, over to, to uh, uh, Seattle. We're going to get Russell Wilson, and you know I made that trade, right? I'm the one on the phone phone uh you know uh steven and everybody else they're, they're, they're on the phone i'm the one on the phone i'm making this trade you know all of a sudden uh it would be i we tried with dak we tried to give him a lot of money he wanted more money uh didn't work so now we're going to work on move on with russell wilson who's a quarterback where he's going to be at the press conference and sitting next to him it's going to be great and jerry jones will give russell wilson 
everything he's ever wanted. The whole team, it will be about Russell Wilson. What do you need? I need more wide receivers. Okay, we'll go overpay for Amari Cooper again. We'll go bring in a tight end that you really, really need. We'll go overpay for a tight end. They will do anything they need for him to help him. So I get the Cowboys and I get the Saints because no matter what kind of team the Saints have, what do they always do? They throw the football. They're never going to be a run-first team. That's been their identity now for 25 years. All the Saints do is throw the football. And he'd be going into Sean Payton's offense. And what are they going to do? They're going to throw the football. Even with Alvin Kamara, one of the best running backs we've seen in the game in the past decade, they still throw the football first and foremost. And they throw it down the field. And that's how they win. So those two teams, Mike, I completely get. I get the Cowboys and I get the Saints for different reasons. But I get why Russell Wilson would want to go there and be the next quarterback of each of those two squads. No, I, the list that's out there, it, it all makes sense between would-be offensive gurus, guy like a Matt Nagy, and playing in a big town like Chicago that works. Uh, the Raiders, John Gruden loves him. We know that love fest is there. And playing in Vegas the year they get to open that stadium for real? Yeah, no, there, there's some pos- positivity there. Um, and, and his wife can have a residency there. See, it all works. Uh, mm. And then when, when we go to the other you know, other two teams, as you mentioned, you get to Dallas, you've got a lot of talent there, right? Two running backs that do well. you got to upgrade the offensive line and figure that out. But for skill positions, as you go through, Jarwin comes back off injury, and, and you look at the wide receiver depth, you, you're ready to, to go to war there. And, and then certainly for the Saints, they throw the ball a ton throw the ball to the running back out of the backfield Alvin Kamara could be the MVP all right I, I just throw that out there because we like MVP talk there it's uh, we did our MVP nod for the night I'm putting a checkbox down uh and then <laughs> very nice good job cross go, off going boxes. to work with Sean Sean Payton is is a huge deal and knowing in that division uh, you know, as much as you love the potential there for Carolina, and I think that Tampa Bay, barring some huge disaster, should be able to at least run it back and be competitive to get to here in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl uh, and make a play for it. The Saints are are, are loaded, a loaded team. They were a quarterback uh, being able to throw downfield away from making some noise in the playoffs this past year. So, yeah, personnel-wise, philosophically, it all makes sense. And, look, I'm all for player agency, just recognizing that sometimes the, the machine doesn't doesn't necessarily uh, have the is, – isn't greased to, to make it an easy process, as we see in Houston and certainly Seattle. This escalated quickly, right? Because even when Russell Wilson did the interview with Dan Patrick, it was a – well, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what where what I am with them. That's a bad place to be. It's a bad place to be in your personal lives, with your relationships, with your friends, with your employer, and and, and everybody's looking around doing the same thing. Uh, with the the last year stuff's flown up. So yeah, it, it, there's a trade to come. Now it's a matter of getting the packages to line up right, and for Seattle and Pete Carroll to figure out their spin. Now, the teams I don't get that are on his list that he wants to go to, and I don't get Mm -hmm. this, I don't get, I'm sorry, buddy, I don't get the Bears, and I really don't get the Raiders, right? Those are the four teams Adam Schefter said, these are the teams Russell Wilson want to be traded to, the Bears and the Raiders. The Bears are a mess. 
they're an absolute mess right now. You don't know how long the coach is going to be there, how long the GM is going to be there. They need weapons. They got weapons leaving. I, I, I don't know why the Bears, outside of it just being a big market, all right? I don't get the Bears because the Bears clearly are not one of those teams you could say they're on the upswing. A couple of things happened. They're a Russell Wilson away. The Bears are a mess. The Raiders, I get even less than the Bears. No matter what the Raiders have, they can't ever get things right. The Raiders are doomed to mediocrity. Even when they have all the talent in the world, up, oh, up, nope, the Raiders, something happens and the Raiders go and they wind up swooning and they win a couple of games in a row and you think, oh, the Raiders are going to be great. Then they lose three in a row and you wonder why. This is just who the Raiders are. They have never been able to get it right for the majority of their existence. I mean, modern existence, like 1985 and later. You know, so I, I don't get why the Raiders. Is, is a team on Russell Wilson's radar. I mean, really, I mean, you, you would go there and, and in theory, okay, we have some nice pieces here and there. We got some receivers to throw deep to. We're going to, you know, we got a couple of good running backs and all right, we think, but it's the Raiders. I mean, it's the Raiders and you're going to a division that you're going to be looking up at Patrick Mahomes for the next 10 years. So I re- really, those two teams, I don't get why Russell Wilson has them on a short list. I really don't. Well, for the again for the the Raiders, may, maybe he's the the guy that can come in and, and fix the fourth quarter of a season issues, and I, I mean that the December games for John Gruden have been particularly brutal, as well as handling late game situations. Something we've seen Derek Carr fail at a number of times during his tenure, right? Where it, these these are games, as we know, NFL games are decided most of the time by seven points or fewer. When you make some of the decisions that Carr has, you've cost your team's wins. And in a division like that, you can't give up wins because you know the Chargers are going to have their second-half surge. They may start out terribly. They may change quarterbacks, coaches, and everything else. You know they're going to play good football in the final half of the season. It's, it's like the sun rising. In the East, it, it is the same thing, circle of life kind of circumstance. The Chiefs aren't going anywhere, uh, and, and the Broncos will figure something out eventually, maybe, kind of, sort of. But that's that's been Gruden's problem for years, is figuring out late, late games, late situations uh, in seasons and falling off the cliff when seemingly they're running for a playoff berth. Maybe Russell Wilson's able to do that. And they have a good offensive line. Something that Russell Wilson does not have, uh, as he would like to tell you in Seattle. Again, adjust for him holding the football. As for Chicago, it's the size of, of the town. I, I, I mean, that's that's really the only selling point uh, at the moment. And you have a good defense, which obviously uh, struggled down the stretch. Folks need to uh, go back and watch some game tape. That defense wasn't as good uh, in the second half of the season as it was uh, projected to be, and certainly by reputation. So there, there, that's something to be uh, to be noticed and accounted for. And can he be the guy to convince Allen Robinson to stay? I mean, I like Darnell Mooney, but he's not going to be a number one. And Chicago has long had the reputation of where, quote-unquote, receivers go to die. So even though guys like Brandon <laughs> Marshall and Robinson and company have had success, it's still a, you still have to sell them. And maybe Russell Wilson showing up would do that, and there are a lot of wide receivers in free agency, but who's coming and taking less to go play in Chicago in the winter? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. 
It's better than using your phone to see if your post got any likes again. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker Fire Insurance, Exchanges, are affiliate. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. So we'll have more on Russell Wilson coming up in a few minutes, including why you should call the Seahawks now, because they will trade him. Uh, but today... The NCAA announced big-time policies for how it's going to handle COVID-19 before and during the NCAA tournament coming up next month. So this is the first time we're getting something where it's not something that's in a bubble, so things are okay, and it's also not outdoors where we can postpone games if we need to uh this is where the rubbers kind of meet in the road with covid because everything we've had up until this point has been well we've had basketball we've had the nba playoffs but they were in a bubble so you didn't have to worry about covid we've had the baseball playoffs and covid was an issue but uh you could postpone games in the playoffs because the way the schedule is you could wait a couple of days if you had to postpone a game The NCAA is kind of stuck in the middle of, well, we're not in a bubble and we can't really postpone games. So the NCAA has decided that it will not allow replacement teams after the tournament begins. So we're going to have selection Sunday and the field is going to be announced. Within 48 hours of the release of the field, if a team can't play because of a COVID outbreak, a replacement team will be named. But once we get to Thursday in the first round games and the first four games coming, no replacement teams will be allowed in. It will be considered a forfeit if your team couldn't play. So from once you get 48 hours outside of that window of here's Selection Sunday, teams are going to have replacements named, hey, if such and such a team can't play, this team will go in, especially uh, one bid conferences will have it. Well, if this team can't, this is going to be our team. But once you get to the beginning of the NCAA tournament, it's going to be forfeits. They're going to stick with their schedule. And if there's no game, Mike, there's no game. It's really kind of an interesting, uh, I, I don't even know what to call it. The conundrum obviously has been sitting out there. We've been waiting for the policy to be announced. I like the add-on of uh, potential at-large teams unable to meet the medical protocols by the first game of the NCAA tournament must notify the selection committee on the Saturday before the field is announced. In other words, tell us that you might not be able to make it uh, and we'll just keep you out. If you're an at-large participant, I mean, it's, you ba- basically you're withdrawing without withdrawing. But having potential for forfeiture and no contests here, I mean, obviously gamblers are, are incensed and uh, your bracketology, think how much you know, your bracketology may, may ride now and get massively uh, just under undermined by this. Uh, obviously, I say that with sarcasm dripping. Obviously, you need to keep the players healthy, keep the teams uh, as you flow. But th- this is one permutation to the to the mix. I, I don't know that I necessarily saw coming uh, in this regard, but uh, you, you've got to keep within the the month of March and into early April to designate your champions. So I I guess show goes on, get them on in between the rails and just push forward. See, it's not my favorite thing, right? That you, that you'd have to wind up having games canceled and and you win by no contest and you move on to the next round. 
but there's really nothing else you can do. This is one of those where you you hold your nose and hope, right? Right? You you got to get in the water, bounce once, hold your nose, and and go in, and, and event the water's going to be cold, but you got to do it because you can't keep postponing games because then you're, you're pushing. Uh, you know, it's not just affect that game; it affects the game after that, and the game after that. I get it. I, I completely understand that, and and it's one of those where you just have to hope that things turn out. I mean, knowing what we've had with COVID-19, a quarter of the slate gets postponed on any given night in the NCAA. So are we going to have COVID uh, a strike? Yes. I, I, I don't think there's going to be a situation where we're not dealing with COVID for one of these games in the NCAA tournament. Now, the good news is that if they get past the first round or the first weekend, remember, it's five days now. The first round is five days. You have the first four on Thursday, and then the first round is Friday, Saturday, second round is Sunday, Monday. If we get out of that, I think things should be okay because then you have three days in between games and you're all the way down to 16 teams. And then the, the likelihood that something happens is really uh, is, 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 is much less greater. But the beginning of that tournament, like in the middle, like something on Friday or Saturday, boy, this is, this is going to be where you're just eating a candy dish full of Tums and chugging Pepto-Bismol and going, <laughs> please, just please work out because there's really no other way for it. I wish I could see it, but well, I can't. You just stay in Indianapolis. You, you mm. stay in your hotel, meals are provided, uh, and you do online learning uh, through a ton of Wi-Fi, and your <laughs> official sponsor of Wi-Fi for the NCAA has to come in huge. That's it. Everybody's locked down. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. If you miss any of our show, don't worry. Our best of podcast gets put up on iTunes right after the show is over. You can download it there. Basically, wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe and listen. Mike and I will love you forever and ever and ever. So, got to kind of hold your breath and hope for the NCAA tournament. Coming up next, why Russell Wilson's getting traded and all teams should be calling the Seahawks now. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.